Halftime, brought to you by Hearth Cigars and Pipes Lounge, just off 680 and 48th Street. Next to Cubby's, it's Hearth Cigars and Pipes Lounge. All right, college baseball opens up on Friday. Omaha goes back to a place that will have a special moment in Omaha baseball history. Trip to the NCAA tournament a few years ago, Jackie Robinson Stadium, Omaha and UCLA Open up a weekend set in Los Angeles as we welcome in the head man, Evan Porter. Good morning. Uh, congratulations as the uh, season gets underway. Morning, Gary. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed, though. Your timing is not good because, as I have uh, seen throughout the fall sports and the winter sports, what is Ethan Anderson going to do without the help of uh, Mike Bovey, uh, Caleb Rydell, and also uh, Eddie Rosario? Because they either are the official score, they run the clock, or Caleb and Eddie are sweeping the floor. I mean, you're hurting the game ops. Or these guys in the penalty yeah. box during hockey yeah, games. Yeah, you're hurting the game ops by starting your season. Yeah. That's right. He'll have to find some new staff to work all those games. What the hell, Evan? <laughs> Hey, so this is a season, and, and I and I know, and um, I, I'm lucky enough to get to spend a lot of time around your your program. Last year didn't go so well, and you know it didn't sit well with a lot of people. And I know that's been a focus this entire year. But as you get ready to start the season and you assemble your roster, and we'll get to Mike and Caleb, who are two of the best uh, in the Summit League and in this area. Walk us through assembling the roster for this year where you are going to throw out the first pitch Friday night and you don't have a freshman on your roster. You have maybe one of the older rosters in all of college baseball. Yeah, we certainly could. Um, and, uh, you know, that wasn't by design. We uh, we were going after high school seniors the last couple of years. And, um, you know, we're, I think with our new stadium and, and uh, a little bit of recent success in the past few years we've uh, uh, been going after a higher caliber type player and a lot of times with that comes uh, a, a few more no's so um, you know it ended up we we don't have a true freshman on this year's team and, and so we'll be relying on experience this year um, you know I, I don't think we have a guy that's under the age of 21 right now uh, on our current roster and like you said you know this is uh probably one of the older rosters uh, in, in the country. So, um, you know, experience is going to be a big uh, factor for us, and we'll be leaning on that this season. Well, and Evan, you know, for somebody that is looking to, you know, this staff looking to have a, a pretty good bounce back, you know, you see the college game and you're introducing young players to the college game, especially if you have to depend on them early. If you're looking to kind of, you know, point – the arrow at, hey, this is how we can have that success rate, this is how we can have that bounce back. Probably doesn't hurt, though, to have that veterans. Guys who get you, get your staff, and kind of know what's expected, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, I think uh, a lot of times with an older roster, you can get through those uh, highs and lows with right. a little more even keel attitude, and that's what you know baseball is all about is, is – um, you know, not getting too high and not getting too low. So I think that's something that experience brings, and and uh, hopefully we'll be kind of showing that as uh, the season opens up here this weekend. And Omaha opening up at UCLA. We'll get to the offense and, and on the mound, but one of the key things for that run in 2019 is your team picked it. I mean, if it was hit into the gap, guys were running it down. If it was hit up the middle, guys were cutting it off. I mean, you guys were the best defensive team in all of college baseball. How close are you to getting back in that same neighborhood with this year's team? 
Well, I, you know, that year uh, we had a lot of experience on, on that 2019 team as well. Um, and I think uh, this year, you know, we've got probably six, six guys coming back that played the majority of the innings last year. So, um, you know, hopefully we see that <clears throat> translate into a little bit better fielding percentage. And, um, you know, as a pitcher, you feel a lot more comfortable knowing you can fill mm-hmm. up the zone if you got guys behind you that can pick it and, and throw it. So um, hopefully that shows itself this year. Evan, uh, Mike Bovey. I'm trying to figure out what more he can do. You know, we always think about these guys that are are playing at such a high level, and you think about, okay, they're back for another year. You know, what is the next step for for those individuals? I don't know what you could look at when it comes to Mike Bovey and say, well, we want to see him do this better. But if you are, because you're a coach and you're always trying to coach these guys up and get the most out of them, what's what's sort of the next step, in your opinion, to Mike Bovey? Well, I think um, you know, Mike. If he can just stay healthy this year, um, he's gonna he's gonna do his thing. He he had a lot of hype going into last year as a sophomore, and he handled it so well. And he's going through the same thing this year and into his draft year. And um, you know, he's he's a really even keel guy. And uh, you know, we uh, I think our coaches did a good job of bringing in some more offensive guys where we can protect them a little yeah. bit. And um, last year he started getting pitched around to quite a bit. So um, I guess hopefully uh, the answer to your question is he gets pitched to this year and, and uh, we should have a couple guys behind him that, that should help, uh, help that case. Um, but Mike's just, you know, he's a wonderful person and, yep. and uh, he's, you know, the last guy off the bus, making sure all the trash is picked up and always picking up teammates, always helping out in, in just about any way he can. So, um, you know, hopefully his name's called pretty early in the draft in a few months uh, this summer, and, and uh, we're going to miss him when he's gone, but we're enjoying him while he's here. And I know you've talked about it before. I mean, that was a big win in recruiting for your program, but it shows you and your staff, you build up a relationship with him. You got on him early, and, you know, a kid from, you know, that dominated in Hastings is dominating now going in his third year. And you can tell that I have a lot of respect for Mike, and I agree with you, Evan. He's a he's a day one draft guy, and I look at what he did last year, and I look at what he did in the Cape Cod League, and I look at his frame. Is he someone? And 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 this will be like a projection of 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 scouting directors on what's he going to be like as a pro. Do you think, like either this year or down the road, because of his frame and because of his bat to ball ability, is he a guy that can hit more home runs than he's hitting in college? Yeah, I think so. He had he had a big jump last year. Um, I'm, I think he got to double digits, and and it, that just comes with you know getting stronger. And and uh, he's one of the youngest guys on the team, so um, he's still going to get bigger and stronger as these years go on. And and um, I think he could hit at just about any level right now. And um, he's he's really worked hard on his defense, and he's he's uh, seen some of those you know aspects of his game get fine-tuned and a lot of a lot of time that just comes with age so um yeah i think he's uh you know you mentioned it he's a bat to ball guy and um he's always had more walks than strikeouts these last few years whether it be summer ball or or here in omaha so um that's pretty special and um some power numbers will start coming with that and and um like i said i when i talked to uh you know he had about every organization come in and, and meet with them this fall uh, and winter and and I, I tell all the scouts I think he can hit at any level right now, and and um, 
I think he's going to kind of, whoever gets him is going to mm-hmm. be really lucky, whatever organization that is. And he's just going to kind of fly through there because of his maturity and his ability. Ev, you, you remember the transition into to the BB Corbett technology, and it always seemed like at that time in college baseball, there was a, a real heavy emphasis on athletes with uh, how you would recruit and how college teams would build up their rosters because there was a little bit more sense of a small ball. It does seem like we've kind of evolved. We're seeing the, the power part of the offense back in it where people have evolved with the BB core. But it does seem like athletes are still a big part of how teams are built and college baseball rosters are being built. So you kind of look at the overall athleticism of this team. Do you like where it's at? Has it been you know, better in, in certain years? Or is this you know, a, a group that you think does have a, a good mix of athleticism? I think we do. And um, you know, I would add to that, competitors are just as important as uh, yeah. guys who are athletic. So uh, we've got a good mix of that. We've we got a few new faces in the outfield. Um, you know, we got a guy named Hayden Hunt, who will likely be the leadoff guy for us starting off the season this Friday, uh, playing either center field or left field, and he is ultra-athletic. He's one of the, the faster guys I've seen on a baseball field, and it translates uh, uh, to his game, too. So he's got good plate discipline and, and um, sneaky power, and, and he's a fun guy to watch. Uh, Matt Getzman, a Miller North product, he's – He's uh, probably one of our better athletes. He can really run it down in the outfield. And um, just a guy that's, uh, you know, he can get down the line well. And, and another guy with speed that translates to baseball. Mm-hmm. So that's what you look for when, um, you know, you're recruiting athletes. But sometimes just because they're an athlete, it doesn't always translate to uh, baseball speed or, mm-hmm. you know, if a guy's an outfielder, how he can run it down. You know, the route he takes is, is yeah. just as important as how fast he is. So um, I think we've got maybe more athleticism than we've had in the last few years, and and uh, we'll find out in, in about two days. <laughs> uh, Evan Porter, head baseball coach at Omaha, joining us. Let's shift to the mound. So last year, Caleb Rydell becomes your Friday guy, and he had a minuscule ERA. Uh, for a while, it was either number one or number two in the country. Ended up with a 1.49 ERA. Anybody that has followed Caleb from Millard West to Iowa Western, now to you in your program, they see him and he's that crafty left-hander who maybe his fastball is 87 miles an hour. And when I think of a Friday night guy, from the Summit League to the Big East to the, the Big Ten, you're thinking of a power pitcher that's going to miss a lot of bats. And I'm not saying that he doesn't because he, he averages over a, a strikeout an inning. But when I look at Caleb and, you know, I mean, he's not six foot nine on the mound, 240 pounds. What makes him so effectively that he is a pain in the butt for Summit League teams? Well, you mentioned his fastball. It's ultra deceptive. And, <laughs> you know, when it comes out of his hand, it might, it might be 88 miles per hour. But it, and he's one of those guys where it looks like it's 98 miles per hour sometimes. Mm-hmm. So um, he had a game last year against Oral Roberts where I think he had 18 swing and misses just on his fastball alone. And, wow. and that's pretty that's pretty good because they're a, they're definitely a fastball hitting team. And so there's just something different about it. And, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, it kind of, he hides it well and it jumps out of his hand and, and, uh, that's led to his success. You know, the, the staff itself though, and, and remember going back to when you guys played out in Los Angeles in the NCAA tournament, the pitching staff, they were stacked. The roles were established. You had a great bullpen on top of some good starting pitching too. 
you know, I know this is always an interesting week to kind of get all of that developed and, and to see where people kind of fit into those roles. But where do you kind of feel like you are on the staff right now and kind of establishing those roles? Well, if we can stay healthy, I think uh, we'll be able to have a lot of options coming out of the bullpen. And, um, you know, we'll start this weekend with Caleb Rydell on Friday, Charlie Bell, who was our game yeah. two guy last year going Saturday, um, and then Preston Tenney. Uh, a new guy going on Sunday. Um, and, you know, like I said, if we if we can get back to full health, we'll probably see a guy named Harrison Kreiling uh, jump back into the weekend rotation at some point. He's, uh, he's a guy that ended up being our midweek starter last year, and he had some great outings against some really quality opponents. Um, but he'll, uh, he'll be back in about four to six weeks. We're just protecting him to make sure he's ready for conference right now. Um, so we'll, we'll have some options. And um, I think we're, you know, a little bit more uh, talented this year on the mound. And, and if we can get some guys in there these first four or five weeks before conference starts, um, we'll mix it up and then kind of see where we're at and, and hopefully have a better idea once we get into Summit, Summit League play. How has the Summit League changed? Because it, it has been always Oral Roberts and Omaha. And your conference tournament's either going to be in Tulsa or we're going to get lucky enough and it's going to be in Omaha. And then all of a sudden, the guys in Fargo have made a little noise. And a lot of places, if you're looking at projections of the field of 64, they have North Dakota State coming out of the Summit League. How has this league improved over the last couple of years, and why has it improved? Well, I think uh, COVID changed everything for for a whole bunch yeah. of reasons. But college sports, uh, and particularly baseball, um, the rosters are just, you know, like we said earlier, they're older and it's more talented and it's harder to play division one baseball than it ever has been before. So, um, it might have, you know, evened out some of the disparity in the league where Oral Roberts had won, you know, the regular season and tourney, I think almost 20 years, uh, in a row up until, um, you know, a couple of years ago. And then we knocked them off in 2019 and then North Dakota state won it, um, in 2021. And, and then they won the, regular season last year so they get to host it and um it's interesting but there's a lot of talented talented teams and players uh in the summit league i think it's deeper than it really ever has been um and it'll be nice playing the conference tournament in fargo instead of tulsa and then hopefully we can <laughs> yeah. get back to Omaha. <laughs> uh evan just looking at the schedule too i mean and again before you really get into the thick of conference play you kind of like the way things set up especially with some of the the home opportunities there yeah and that's what having a new beautiful stadium allows us to do we can we can bring in some teams in those fourth fifth weekends um you know Whereas in years past, without artificial turf, it's it's hard to play some games in in the Midwest in early March. So, um, you know, we we had Valpo come in last year. They're coming in this year, and and um, after you know these three weeks on the road, we'll we'll be home for pretty much all of March, which is uh, which is great to kind of rest up and and sleep in your own bed and all those things. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll have some good opponents that'll. You know, challenge us. I think UCLA is ranked 17th right now. Arkansas is a top 10 team, and and uh, so those games are all about preparing us for the Summit League, and and um, so we're looking forward to, to playing at some fun places and some quality opponents. Uh, and as you guys, you know, have gone through probably enough outdoor practice. How's the Fungo game? Are you staying sharp with it? 
Yeah, I'm pretty good with the phone. Okay. I don't want to tell Cork anything different because, you know, Cork, he would be all over you, if you if you're, especially oh, yeah. if you're using an aluminum one, too. I, I'm not there. He, he was pretty good with that thing, yeah. but yeah. Um, maybe in a couple uh, or maybe in the next five, ten years I'll yeah. get there, but we'll see. Yeah. Hey, I'll get you out there on this, and, and this is probably – it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way in your media day, and we've talked about Mike and Caleb, and they're two Nebraska kids who – they love being students at the University of Nebraska Omaha, and we see them everywhere. We we talked about they work a lot on the side at Baxter Arena, and then how important they are for your program. But they're two guys that had success last year, and we know the portal in college baseball can giveth and taketh away. And they were asked at your media day, "Why are you still here?" And I loved your response, and their reaction, and their response. But when you hear that question about two guys in a program that you have built up that are really, really good and both have a chance to be day one draft picks for a program that that hasn't happened very often, how do you respond when people go, hey, it's a good guy. He should only be there for a year or two, and he's on to uh, playing at a higher level. How is a coach of a program that is in a, in a mid-major conference respond to that? Well, it's the reality of college athletics right now, and um, you know I'm a big believer in we treat our players with respect. Um, we try to recruit good people, and and whatever happens after that is kind of out of our control. So, um, you know, those are two examples of, of hardworking character guys that, you know, I'm not surprised that they stayed because that's just the type of guy they are. And, you know, Mike Mike's dad was the head coach for Hastings College for uh, over 20 years, and um, you know, you can just tell by the way Mike carries himself. He was he was raised the right way, and and um, he's a coach's kid. You know, he wants to be a coach when he grows up. So I think he he sees the value in you know continuity, and and he's a loyal guy, and he's just been all in for Omaha athletics since day one when he stepped on campus. So um, yeah, I, it, it doesn't really bother me. It's it is what it is. It's you know, like I said, the reality of of the world that we live in. And, and if we keep, keep trying to treat our guys with, like I said, respect and, and just care for them. And then, uh, you know, if they want to go, then that's on them. And if mm-hmm. they want to stay, that's great for us. All right. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, safe travels out to the uh, West coast and, uh, also Fresno state the uh, week after we'll see you uh, sooner than later, uh, back at Tal Anderson, but, uh, good luck on the upcoming season. Thanks Gary. Thanks Nick. That's, so have, that's uh, Evan Porter. Uh, what, ninth year? That's the start of his ninth year as the yeah. uh, head math. I know you guys, Miller North, you bonding. My together. guy. Yeah. That's my guy in 05. That, that undefeated team in 05. And he was our shortstop, man. He's, he's a stud. Because he he's in the Omaha Athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah. Is he in the Miller North Hall of Fame? They don't really have like a, uh, a Hall of Fame that I'm aware of. Really? Yeah. Of all the great that's athletes. Kind of yeah. That have come through Millard North, they don't have an athletic hall of fame. Not that I'm aware of. No. I think you should start that. I, I should because that 05 team, like Porter and Connor Gillespie, just to name a few. Well, I, I mean, that too. those guys I, were studs. I am blown away that Millard North, which has had so many really, really talented, like historic teams yeah. and and male and female athletes, does they do not have an athletic hall of fame? Not that I'm aware of. No. Wow. I'm not even from here. And I've heard of Millard North. Uh, maybe maybe I, I could be completely off on that, and maybe I've never been. Uh, uh, given the invites to some of our former baseball players. Uh, but no, not that I know of. Uh-uh. Maybe I got used to it when I was living in Lincoln because I think all the Lincoln high schools have 
like an athletic hall of fame that they'll have like three or four yeah. people are inducted every year. Mm-hmm. Is that not a thing in Omaha? I, I know we have the uh, Omaha Athletic Hall of Fame, right. Omaha Sports Athletic right. Hall of Fame, but don't not most that I'm aware don't, of. don't most high schools have an athletic hall of fame? Wow. Not that I mean I yeah, not that I'm aware of. No. Wow. Yeah. I could find out for sure, one. but I No, it's a school that has so much history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just surprised. I mean, that was and that was one of the coolest, coolest things to be a part of. And I say a part of because of, you know, as an assistant coach, we had eleven seniors, including Evan and Connor Gillespie and Robbie Knight and Adam Munster, all Division One baseball players. I mean, that thing ran itself. It was one of those things where if there was something that oh we need to address the guys now, they were taking care of it. Like it was thirty-five and zero in spring baseball in Nebraska. That ain't happening again. You're just there for that fist is, pumps. Oh yeah, that is, I, I, was, I I hit fungos. Connor Connor Gillespie, <laughs> like hey hey, can you stay after? I, I need to work on my quick hands. Evan Porter was one of the funniest dudes on the team. Hilarious dude. Like that was just such a fun team to be around. But yeah, like that was the easiest easiest moment I ever had as an assistant coach because they were just they were that good. But again, that won't happen again. And you're right, like. That and the football teams, basketball. We've had some great uh, uh, volleyball teams. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some great athletes that have gone in and out of Miller North for sure. Well, and you got a football coach that's been there for four yeah. decades. Yeah, that's so surprising. I feel like we should make a push for this. Let's get the Bagleys on it. Mm-hmm. Get a little push. Huh. All right, six or eight, six on the West Coast at six twenty-seven. Uh, coming up here in just a moment. Now we'll shift to Nebraska baseball. Lance Harville. Uh, will uh, join us. Nebraska, bounce-back season. They need a bounce-back season. They head to the West Coast as well. They'll be in San Diego. Lance will join us coming up after this on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.